What's up and welcome back to the Kinda Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the sad boy himself, Bear Courtney. Hello there. And making his return from Star Wars Celebration itself, the one and only Anthony Carboni. It's great to be back on the path, Tim. Oh, it's great to have you back on the path. I can't believe we've went three episodes so far of Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi and we haven't even got a hint at what you think about it. I love it. What a I good show. Wait. I can't wait to get into all what of the great, details. What a great television series. <laughs> How was it at Star Wars Celebration? Uh, it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. Uh, I, had the, I had the best time. Uh, I think, you know, this was the first event that, that, people, for, that a lot of people have gone to in over two years. And so there was just a great vibe. Uh, there was, there was, the crowd was wonderful. All of the, all of the people were wonderful. It was great to, to, to talk to the cast and just see how jazzed they were to have all this stuff coming out. And you can't beat it, man. You can't beat a Star Wars celebration. Hell yeah. Uh, of course, this is the kind of funny screencast where each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. You can get it on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for the kind of funny screencast, and we'll be right there for you. If you wanted to get the show ad free and watch live as we record it, you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, Molecule, and Fargo Brady have done. Today we're brought to you by MeUndies, but I'll tell you about that later. If you have any interest, interest in pop culture entertainment you gotta go to youtube.com slash kind of funny because we got reviews of miss marvel up we got a black adam trailer reaction coming soon we got weekly kenobi like you're seeing right now in the past couple weeks we've been doing them with sage and hopefully for the rest of the show we'll be doing it with this group of people plus sage so that's going to be a lot of fun we have our stranger things volume four part one review up uh and we're going to continue doing a whole bunch of other stuff the boys that's what we do here and the boys yes oh what a time to be alive and then on the kind of funny game side of things things are popping off incredibly insanely as well because it is summer game fest so twitch.tv slash kind of funny games watch us react to all the conferences and showcases live and then youtube.com slash kind of funny games for all of the vod's and previews of stuff that we're going to talk about as well as all of our different social platforms kind of funny vids kind of funny games check them out a lot of content coming out from us it's going to be a great time it is going to be a blast for everyone involved but enough about all of that today we got to talk about star wars obi-wan kenobi episode four but before we do that uh, carboni i just want your overall thoughts on the show so far so far i've really been loving it i um i think it i think it is one of the best things that we've gotten uh, from from new Star Wars, particularly on Disney Plus, I think you know uh, every series has a lot to do now to kind of like to kind of run alongside the Mandalorian, which I think is doing everything so perfectly. Um, but I've been loving all of the takes on these characters. I've been loving seeing where they are. I little Leia just is like every episode just destroys my heart. I love little Leia, and I and I just. They're they're surprising me every week in ways that I thought I would not be surprised by this story. Like you think you know where they're going, and then they're like, "But what if we try this?" Like even from episode one, where they fake you out, where it's like, "And now protect Luke." It's like, "No, nah, we know what Luke is doing until he's sixteen years old. What's <laughs> Leia up to?" You know, every single thing they've been doing has been has been wonderful. Uh, you know, we've talked before about how much we love the sort of broadening of the galaxy 
I love Daya. I love Daya as a location. I love that we're seeing more of the Star Wars underworld. I love that we're seeing more about how things go. I love that we've got fake Jedi faith healers. And we've we've made that canon. Like yeah. people who are like, oh no, I'm a Jedi, but you can't tell anybody I'm a Jedi and I'll save you. Give me your like literal faith healers pretending to be Jedi out in the galaxy. There are a lot of really fun. And then of course we've got this we've got this sort of Holocaust resistance slash underground railroad thing where we've been asking for years, you know, we know that they're out there. How are they staying out there? How are they staying safe? What, what's going on with all of these Jedi? They're not all pretending to be uh, sushi, sushi chefs and, uh, and, and construction workers. How are they staying out there and staying safe? And I love seeing this idea of, of, you can't you can't extinguish the light of the Jedi. There are too many people helping them. There have been a lot of fun, and and I think Vader's scarier than he's ever been. Vader is just terrifying now. Every like, I love that every new director that takes on Star Wars is like, if you if I get a shot or a scene with Vader in it, I better make sure Vader is scary and cool. Like I better everything from like when you know when Gareth using him in in Rogue One all the way up till now. It's like. Even in Rebels, Vader was scary. And I yeah. love that. Like, I love how intense and how seriously we're taking Darth Vader as, like, the boogeyman of the galaxy. You know? Yeah, so I've been, totally. I've been having a lot of fun, and I want a Lola droid. But that's just because I love batteries not included. <laughs> Barrett, what did you think about episode four? Uh, I posed the question last week, right at the uh, when we talked about the end of last week's episode about uh, Leia kind of getting captured again, and kind of my worry of like, all right, we're kind of going into a loop, uh, possibly this episode, and I, I wonder how much is going to be done with that. I wonder if there's going to be enough uh, kind of like character moments and development that was going to distract me from the possible um, kind of like. Distract me from like the kind of like puppet mastering that you kind of see through, uh, that you try to see through and suspend your disbelief, uh, especially when it comes to storytelling structure. And I don't know if I got that this week. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I felt like we were kind of in a loop. You know, there were some some fun actions, some some fun moments here and there. Uh, enough of an excuse to really show off uh, the fortress inquisitorius, but like not enough to distract me of like, all right, this episode was just. Saving Leia again, and now we're at, now where we're at the end of the this episode isn't super far off from where we were at like an episode and a half ago. Um, mm -hmm. Again, there was little things here that developed, but I I, I think those could have been done in a different way to still you know progress the plot at least a little bit in interesting ways. It just there wasn't enough for me uh, this week to really um, distract from the. You know, we got to go back and save Leia again kind of stuff, which I knew we were going to get this week. But, you know, I'm all for kind of retreading ground if it services more character dynamic and growth and stuff like that. And I just I, I didn't get it. But there's still a lot of fun stuff uh, here and there to talk about for sure. I really enjoyed this episode and I might go as far as saying it's been my favorite episode of the, the series so far, but I almost feel that that is indicative of how I think of the series overall, which is 
this being my favorite, I still don't think it's that strong because it feels very derivative of Star Wars as a whole. Um, and even this show so far, like I'm right there with Barrett where it does kind of feel like we're going through these loops over and over. This loop of saving Leia felt the most traditional Star Wars. So I think I found a lot of joy in that of just seeing Kenobi. It felt very Death the Star halls. where they literally say save Leia in A New Hope mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It, it's, it feels like Death Star, but it also, I got a lot of prequel vibes of episode one even of like the opening scene of Qui-Gon and and Obi-Wan going through the Trade Federation ship um, and kind of sneaking around, facing off against the droids, using the sabers to uh, deflect the, the laser shots and and even him kind of swimming with the the uh, breathing apparatus and all that stuff <laughs> yeah. to get into it. Like and, and, you know, getting the Fortress Inquisitorius that we've seen in Jedi Fallen Order and seeing it come to life, like it's a great set piece. And I thought that there was like a lot of cool things that felt very authentically Star Wars, seeing Obi-Wan deflect all the stuff I thought was thrilling and engaging and something that... It felt like a video game come to life, and I mean that as a compliment. Like I, I really dug uh, a lot of that stuff, but there were still elements that you know, four episodes into this six-episode event, um, that I just kind of feel like they're playing things very slow, which is good in some ways, character-wise. But I think plot-wise, we're mm-hmm. we're going in circles in a way that's kind of playing the greatest hits. And I feel mm-hmm. like the more you do that, the less of a hit they are. Um, so it's weird to say this is my favorite one, but also the one that I'm like, kind of like least excited about what's happening next, because it kind of just feels like, okay, we're just being thrown into a conclusion. Uh, having said that though, I think this episode did the most for Reva that we've had. I've been liking her a lot and I've been kind of waiting to see kind of a bit more depth from her and a bit more like unique personality. That's not just, Oh, I'm angry. And I feel like this one was just, Oh, I'm angry turned up, but it worked for me in a way that it feels like there's at least a little bit more unique momentum to her character. And I am hoping that that is the storyline that gets most kind of connected to Obi invaders kind of situation they have yeah. going on here. Well, I, I, I think, you know, I'm sorry, but I, I think, you know, with, with Riva, I think they're saving as a, here's the thing. I feel like they're saving a lot for reveals, right? Mm-hmm. Which which you want to have your big reveals, you want to have your your kind of big final two episodes, but I get what you're saying and like what we're seeing is we're seeing a, a thing that we've seen in a lot of Star Wars media before, which is two people jockeying for either Vader's favor or the Emperor's favor, favor whoever is currently the Sith Lord in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh the the HSIC is what they're called. Um yes. Whoever whoever is in charge they're trying to curry for their favor. Um, when what we really want is we want to know if Reva was that youngling that we saw in the first in the first shot of the first episode. We want to know why she hates Obi-Wan as much as Vader hates Obi-Wan. Like we want the answers to these questions. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't think I don't think and 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 I don't think all your reveals need to be in your last two episodes. I think the reveal of the reveal of why Reva is so mad at at Obi-Wan would have been a lovely thing to put in the, this episode. That said, as far as character development, um, I do like that we're seeing Obi-Wan kind of get his groove back here. You know, you talk about him uh, kind of kind of ping-pang-poom with, like, reflecting uh, uh, laser fire. And, like, because we know how good he was at that in the prequels, it's fun to watch him getting that those skills back, I think. Those yeah. first few that he deflected did not hit you know what I mean? And then he was starting to hit them all. And I was like, there we and go. And then he like avoided one that hit somebody else and stuff like that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's awesome. coming back. He's coming back. And then also as far as character development, I think what we're I think what we're seeing in this one, 
even though we're we're not seeing what we would consider the main plot, uh, it's I think it's good to see the forming of the rebellion. It's good to see Tala and see mm-hmm. what Tala's all about, who I think I think she's just crushing. It's like incredible. Every time Star Wars poaches somebody from Game of Thrones, it's like the best decision ever made. You know what I mean? Because she's she's killing it. And then to see these these sort of like junior members of the path, which we know will become part of the rebellion, an important part of the rebellion, seeing like, oh shit, Wade's dead. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, it's a real oh, battle now. Wade, and like, man. poor Wade, pour one out for Wade at his T-47, man. He did his best. But like, so it, you know, if you think about sort of moving the galaxy forward, uh, I think we did a lot of that in this episode. And so that made me happy. Yeah, last two things I want to say just for my, my opening bit here, and then Barrett, I'll yeah. get to you in a sec, is uh, one thing that I really liked about the episode and one thing that I, I was really kind of disappointed by. The thing that I really liked was Obi-Wan actually rescuing Leia with one of the most visually interesting Star Wars moments we've ever had. Uh, the lights turning off, just the red and the darkness, and you just see the blue lights ever go on, killing a guy. Switch over to the other guy killing him. It I was, need every introduction to a lightsaber and every piece of Star Wars media to uh, be in a dark room because they do that why? same thing with Vader in Rogue One. Yep. Like, it's mm-hmm. the coolest shit. Why do, are we just now, between this and, like you're saying, Rogue One and new Star Wars media, why are we now just getting filmmakers who are like, lightsabers give off light? <laughs> You can use light in a scene because we're yeah. shooting the scene with cameras. Come on! Yeah, That's no, I so good. I love it. I thought it was really well done, and it, it it gave a level of Star Wars that I think is often missing from the Disney Plus shows. Um, and I again, I, I I keep saying this. I hate saying things like that because I I want to be able to look past the budget. I want to just believe, but I feel like. They need to give moments like this that make me believe, no, this is as good as the the movies. Otherwise, it does feel lesser than. This was a moment that didn't feel lesser than. This enhanced the entire experience. It made it extremely cool. The thing I didn't like, and I'm really disappointed by, Barrett kind of said something similar, but the way this episode ends not only feels derivative and kind of going in a loop of what we've had the last couple weeks, but I think it was the worst version of it, where the cliffhanger of, oh, Lola has a tracker now. It's like not interesting. That is like storytelling from the the 70s, 80s that like, yeah, like trackers are like the one of the, it's as bad as characters finding out uh, the plot from a news coverage. It's just like such a lazy thing to be the answer, especially when we just had this like pretty great prison break sequence, right? Of the rescuing of Leia that ended with, Obi-Wan not really doing anything to save the day. It was just random ships that came in and and saved them. I didn't like that. I felt like with us gaining this Obi-Wan back, like I wanted him to be a little bit more in control. Uh, And this felt like quite literally the deus ex machina type shit of like, oh yeah, out of nowhere, some people came and saved them. And I know that they showed us the the building of the rebellion and stuff earlier, but I just think four episodes into the series for it to end with Obi-Wan just getting saved by an external force. And then the, the next follow up to be, and the next episode they're being tracked again. I'm like, Oh man, that is really not thrilling to me. First of all, that external force is Maya Erskine from Pen Fifteen, which is one of the shows. Of shows. Fucking respect, I baby. thought she respect. looked familiar, and like I have not watched Erskine. that show, but like I see them <laughs> everywhere. So, <laughs> um, but also, you know, I I do think there is a yo. He's not he's not powerful enough yet, or back in back in his groove yet enough to get him to get them off that ship, and so I. 
I think it's I think it's okay that they flew in, especially since you're showing uh, uh, Ice Cube Jr. in the in the beginning. I'm I'm so sorry. I for, I forget his O'Shea. name. And I feel like O'Shea thank Jackson you. Jr. I feel so horrible every time I call him Ice Cube Jr. Um, but er, when you see when you see him, uh, be like, eh, I don't know if we should get involved. I don't know if this is our thing. And then you see them come in Act Three. Like I I did enjoy that. Yeah. I enjoyed that connection. It, it didn't feel as Deus Ex Machina to me. Uh, just because they had they had done the come on come on please yeah, help, they, us, I, I, the, help for, us for me like I'm I'm with you like they had done enough setup especially in like the understanding the time that we're in ten years after episode three there's still a lot of trepidation about like actually making bold moves against the empire like I, to me that felt um, just earned enough where I wasn't thinking too much about that at the end because again yeah. for uh, you know just talking about structural things especially when these shows are uh, at least uh, between both Marvel and Star Wars shows on Disney Plus, when there's six episodes, you know, I think of like each act, right? Like I think it's the first mm-hmm. two is act one, the second two is act two, the the last two is act three. And so like Obi not having that moment yet at the end of this episode, like personally worked for me because it's not time yet. You know, we're yeah. we're getting into the final act where he's going to get his moment. We got a little bit of the building, uh, uh, the building blocks of him getting to that moment, but it's not quite time yet. It's a very reminiscent, I think, to what was it? Last week's episode where he turns on the lightsaber and it's kind of awkward at first, but that's kind of the point and that, uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff works for me now um, that now that said if at this point in the history of the galaxy you are not you are not checking for trackers every time you get onto a new ship like you you've got to deserve like, it this if episode five does not start with them just being like boop boop oh yeah lola's got a tracker lola's I'm, gonna bug, be, man. I'm gonna be a little like <laughs> they better uh, find that pretty quick totally before we keep going <laughs> let me tell you about our sponsors Are people still trying to make plans with you this summer as if you aren't booked and busy already? You're just gonna have to tell them to try again in the fall. You've got pool days, pride parades, bachelor parties, and beach vacations waiting for you because when you're living your best life, the last thing you wanna worry about is butt sweat. I'm Greg Miller and my butt never sweats because I wear MeUndies. You've heard it a million times. I like MeUndies so much from the first pair. I bought a whole bunch more and threw away the rest of my underwear. They're the best. MeUndies has the lightest, most breathable fabrics to keep you cool and comfortable wherever you go. From undies to brawl, to socks, to loungewear, to swimwear, you can find something for all your plans. MeUndies also releases new prints all the time, like their limited edition Pride collection. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. To get 15% off your first order, 25% off your first membership item, and 100% satisfaction Satisfaction guaranteed. Go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days earlier with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is about more than just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KFGames. That's Chime.com slash KFGames. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancor Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on your payer. 
Um, one thing that I want to bring up that I, I really enjoyed about this as well is this show continues to have an amazing support cast of characters. Like I feel like all like Kumail was amazing. Like see, my Erskine was awesome, and um, oh man, I, I forget her name, but the the woman from Tala, the woman from uh, Game of Thrones. Like I, I thought she was incredible. Like she's such a great addition to the Star Wars lore and this idea of the spies and the way that she is so capable um uh, of being that i thought yeah was her back and very... forth with uh reva um near the end of the episode where she's still like trying to play the game where she's like yeah i was undercover and stuff yeah. like that's still working for you guys and even reva's like you're lying but i don't know who you're lying for and against yeah. but i'm gonna yeah. maybe keep you around and like i i really loved that back and forth she yeah she really shined in this episode I thought that was that was great, and I think they're doing a really good job. I, I would think a better job, unfortunately, with the supporting cast than they are with the, the what we all came to see, which is Obi Wan and uh, Vader. Um, but I am really excited about the kind of background stuff, the potential of the lore uh, with this whole the Tomb of the Jedi. Like that is so fucking cool. I was watching a, a breakdown video on New Rockstars, something I didn't uh, notice the last couple episodes. In that main control room that they're all in, uh, for the briefing room or whatever, uh, mm. the Fortress Inquisitorius, yeah. where yeah. there's like a red um, kind of like display panel surrounding the room that kind of looks like what I have with my shoes and controllers up here. It's just a bunch of lightsabers and um, oh. Padawan helmets. They have trophies. It's all trophies. Jesus. And some of those trophies are recognizable. Um yeah, shout and out to uh, the the first Jedi who uh, Obi saw in that tomb, which I, I think is implied to be Terrace Anube from Clone yes. Wars. Yes, definitely. Like it, it, he's he's the one that looked the most. I think I think it was Terrace Anube. Uh, there was definitely um, uh, a Thissipassian, uh, like Oppo Rancis, uh, looked like he was in yeah. there, but I don't think it actually was Oppo Rancis. And then there was an uh, there was an uh, there was an Angry in there mm. who looked like Coleman Cadge from Revenge of the Sith, the guy from the the guy from the Jedi Council. But I don't think yeah. that was supposed to be Coleman Cadge. Um, but I love that they are bringing this in because the Jedi Tomb is something that they talk about in Rebels as well. Um, and so the fact that they are capturing these people and and kind of freezing them is and and the fact that they're bringing that into the the live action lore here is makes me so happy but also because it's, it's like, so heartbreaking man to actually see it like i can hear it being talked about but to actually have it be thrown in my face especially like when one of the younglings is also there too i'm like jesus fucking christ it's man freaking terrifying because how do they decide well we just we just need to round them up and either turn them or kill them yeah but like some of you were just going to freeze and keep forever well, that's my thing that I'm really interested in, and I, I might be totally wrong about this, but with all the kind of signs that we've seen of this live-action uh, Filoni-verse, and I know Filoni isn't, like, the, the the guy for this show in particular, but, like, mm -hmm. the, the storylines that they're building with everything. Like, we're getting to the whole the, – the Clone Era Part 2, right? So yeah. not the, the Clone Wars, but kind of, like – building out like figuring out how palpatine ends up getting back like i wonder if this is them as the earliest point that we've seen so far kind of setting that up where maybe like they are freezing these these jedi's bodies for like something Some weird to eventually become the yeah. snoke situation yeah. that we see in the future oh, they do in experiments which i think is that's a really kind of compelling storyline and again we say this a lot but like they're they're gonna have to do to the sequels what they did to the prequels 
via the use of these shows, which is kind mm-hmm. of filling in the gaps and trying to make them as good as they possibly can, you know? Yeah, I I I, I really enjoyed seeing that, and I really enjoyed, because, because of the tomb, and now that we've we've had the path, we had Quinlan Voss mentioned last week, shout out Quinlan Voss, um, but I love that there's this idea, I also love this idea that in the original trilogy, there were some Jedi running around that were like, we're building like a Jedi covert ops here, which is very exciting to me. We're building this idea of like Jedi who were on the sidelines, who aren't your Luke Skywalker, who aren't your big face of the rebellion, who are like getting down and dirty and like making things happen in the galaxy. And you don't know they've been there. And that's those stories are fun to me, too. And the idea that we could be telling more of those makes me really happy. Yeah, 100 percent. Um. I want to go back to loop around to Reva this episode because, Tim, that was something that you liked this episode. Um, and I definitely I, I enjoyed of seeing how she carried carried herself, especially in like the first part of interrogating Leia and stuff and trying to be a little more cool, calm, collected and, you know, like manipulating her into giving her information mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then the build up to like, you know what? Fuck it. Like we're going straight on torture. Uh, mm-hmm. Like tell me the information now. I, th- I thought all of that works really well. And to kind of her temper, it- man, I love every time so her good. temper goes off. It's, it's so, so good. good. And I, I and I love uh, we didn't get as many uh, reactions from the other inquisitors, but I love when they're like, yo, Cool it. <laughs> like, you're being a little too much right now. Um, Dude, I love, like, Fifth Brother, who is just, like, every time something, like, he obviously <laughs> wants to be, like, Vader's right hand, but yeah. obviously he also just doesn't want Reva to wind up in that position, which yeah. I love. The fact that they're all terrified that Reva is going to end up in that position and there's nothing they can do to stop it, and every time they try to stop it, she gets closer to being in that position. They're just like... Things are gonna be so bad. Things are gonna be so bad. <laughs> um, I, it, it's one of the things, and you're also talking about uh, Carboni of like uh, them setting up for reveals and stuff in this last two episodes. And I agree, like that doesn't have to be the last two episodes, especially when, again, and the, maybe I'm just thinking about it in the wrong way, but especially with these six episode Disney Plus shows, like. I feel like you should structure your story where you have like this episode. I feel like we could have had more of the what happened to her specifically. And that was more of the stuff that I was looking for this episode to help distract from, hey, we got to save Leia again, because then it yeah. serves of like learning more of her backstory and stuff like that. And, you know, I, we're going to get it. Just let us open it. a little present. Yeah. Well, every episode, let us open a little Just present. A little it doesn't need more. to be the main present. Yeah. And and we did get, we got a tiny crumb of like, you know, no one, no one was there for me and stuff. Just like, uh, you know, no one's here for you right now and talking to Leia. But it, it just was like, I, I need a little bit more than that um, and, and stuff like that. So that was where that was like actually like one of my um, my gripes about it, where I was like, they, yeah. they did quite they they did enough with Reva to make me continue to like her as a character, but not enough, especially with what they've set up in these in the first half of the show to be like, yeah, we got like exactly what I wanted out of this episode. And, that, that was and I do want to say, I, 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 yeah, I'm a little bummed at people who are who are mixing up the idea that we're not getting enough about Riva's character and mixing it up with Moses Ingram's performance. You know what I mean? Because there are a Don't lot of people that are doing started, that. Carboni. Where they're just like, we're not getting enough from Moses Ingram. And I'm like, Moses Ingram is giving you everything she is allowed to give at this point. Like, they, we, 
you know, characters are about subtext and story and finding out what what made these characters who they are. And right now, she's not allowed to give mu much of that stuff up. All we can see is through her her boiling temper, her trying to like keep herself under control, the little hints that she's given in the script. And so I think I think that does kind of a disservice to her as as an actor and a performer. What I will say about that scene is I love baby Leia's let me little? speak to the manager oh. fucking energy. <laughs> I thought you were going to give a shout out to her. The littlest handcuffs the little, the I've ever seen. Manacles? Oh my God. The tiniest manacles and the tiniest little attitude. I am a princess of Alderaan. How dare you? I mean, it's the same. Again, this is, uh, you know, we were talking about like how this, uh, uh, Tim, you were talking about. It's a little bit of prequel vibes. It's a little bit of rescuing her off of the um, um, Death Star in a, a New Hope. This uh, That moment was straight up like when Vader gets her at the beginning of a New Hope and she's like, I'm on a diplomatic mission. Like, you can't do this to me kind of shit. No, but the difference is she's this little she's a scared little baby. Yeah. And she knows what she's supposed to say, but when but when Reva's like, uh, I'm gonna hook you up to the bad machine that hurts, you know, you see that look on her face that's like, but I said uh -oh. the thing I was supposed to say. Yeah. You know, she's got this totally. she's got this great thing that she's doing as as a child where she her haughtiness does come a bit from her uh from being raised in a bubble. Uh and but she has all of, you know, she understands all of the things that like Bail Organa and her and, and you know, like has taught her about being the right kind of person. So it's like, hey, you know, we don't treat people or droids badly. If you're ever captured, people are going to try to capture you. People are going to try. You just tell them that you're a princess of Alderaan. You know, she only knows all this stuff. And I love that. Um, I love that the galaxy just keeps testing her. You know yeah. what I mean, and she just keeps she just keeps rising to it because to, she is little Leia to to really build out like uh, to help build out of like where we see her in you know a New Hope and other stuff around like that era of a New Hope to to fully understand like that was never like something that like we weren't sold on especially with Carrie Fisher's performance of like oh yeah she's seen she's seen some shit she's you know she's been doing this for a while but I love that we like after all this time we're actually getting to see some of those adventures of like why she is like the kind of the the hardened princess turned general that that we've known her to be there are these things that they you know we talked about this a lot it's it's they've got a bottle full of golf balls and they're then they're trying to fill it with with gravel and sand until every part of this story is filled and sometimes sometimes that really backfires on them and sometimes we're like well I don't need to know why Clubby Blotty was there in the background of this scene in this one episode of this you know what I mean like I don't need the I don't need the ballad of Clubby Blotty you know yeah. um but but when it works in moments like this it really does just exactly what they want it to which is give you the context and the feeling and it only enhances to me adult leia in the original trilogy everything this little girl is doing i think is is enhancing leia for me at the very least i i'm right there with you i do think though that four episodes into this and just knowing how the episodes have went so far where we have rescued leia multiple times now i am a little bit worried uh about not only this having run its course, but that they did the thing that right. they are they're risking going a little too far because uh, the beautiful moment of her holding Obi-Wan's hand. Oh. I, I think that 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 is kind of the peak of this, right, where it's yeah. like they they there's a, a, a friendship between them. There is a, a care and an understanding. And it's like, cool, you guys did the thing. 
don't push this too far because I think that it's at that brink. And my bigger concern that I could be totally wrong about, but we have two episodes left. Where are they going from here? Are we going to go back to tattooing? I really hope we don't get Luke involved in some crazy shit. And I, I get a fear that we're going to. Like, I, I get the fear that they're going to connect it a little bit too much with Obi-Wan and, and Luke. I'm hoping we don't see Luke until the very end. Yeah, I, I I get that fear. I don't I'm not feeling like they will. I think the handhold, you're right. That's the end of the Leia part of this story, or at least the major part of the Leia. She's still gonna be around, but I think that, you know, they were trying to draw Obi-Wan out. They're trying to trap him using Leia. Leia is secondary to them. Uh, the only reason they they wanted to capture Leia again was like now they know that there's this path of Jedi. So I think now. The next two episodes are full on. This is revenge hours. We know where he is. We've found him. We know he's we know he's a weak baby man now, and we will get him. And I think these next two episodes uh, are going to focus very heavily on Reva, Vader, Obi-Wan, and we're going to find out My what God. this and man, yeah, we got to get him. He's I mean, got, he's going to come the at the very end, right? He's coming in. at I, I, I've said this since uh, we did our trailer reactions, I think, to this show. He's coming in at episode at the end of episode five. And we're going to maybe we only hear his voice at the end of episode five. We're like, we're going to get another Obi uh, moment where he's, you know, kind of master, more connected. Master. Yeah. He's more connected outside. to the What's up, dog? Yeah. <laughs> he's more connected to the force now than he was at the beginning of the show. And he's going to be like, Master Qui-Gon. And we get like and he's a, like, what's a, up? A, I'm hanging out with long, right now. Just, I don't have time. Just a long enough pause where you're like, oh man. And then you hear Obi, and then it cuts to black, and then we get a yeah. conversation with them at the beginning of uh, the last episode. That is a hundred. Do you think it happens before? I mean, it's going to happen at a at a at a pivotal yes Anakin Obi Wan duel moment, right? Yes. I think it, it something is going to mirror. Something is going to mirror the episode one death of, of Qui-Gon something mm. they're either fighting on a, they're fighting on a platform. They're, be, they're behind one of these airlocks that they can open with their mind. These force locks, what is happening that mirrors it, that makes Qui-Gon show up in the moment. You know what I mean? I think, I think, or is it, or is it that, is it that one-to-one -one or is it just in a moment when Obi-Wan is, is looking like he's going to lose this battle and he finally I don't think it happens during a battle. I think it's going to happen in a moment where he knows that he's going to have to face Anakin again. Mm -hmm. um, whereas, like, last time when in episode three, right, uh, of the show, um, <clears throat> you know, it was a little bit unexpected for him. And, like, that moment of shock where he's like, oh, my God, he's here. Um, I think so maybe terrifying. this time where, like, they actually, like, Maybe he knows that, you know, Lola's being tracked, the the little droid, and kind of uses that to his advantage and knows that Vader is coming. Like, he's a little more prepared, and because of that, he's going to be, like, one last, hopefully one last try to talk to Qui-Gon um, to, to talk about, like, yo, man, you told me to raise this kid, and look where he's at now. Like, I need some sort of guidance, because I feel like the last time you tried to guide me, it led me here. Um, Dude couldn't even move agreeably. It was so sad. I know. There was some little techie something. I don't know if it was a comlink or if it was just supposed to be some sort of little greebly, but he he couldn't even move it, man. Like the only time he was able to connect was when he was trying to save Leia. And I'm just like, yeah, this is it's rough to see Obi-Wan like this. To see Obi-Wan, I mean, I know I wasn't here and I hate to backtrack too much, but the fact that we're at the, that we're at a point where Obi-Wan's got to keep his mouth shut because he's in a 
a truck with four stormtroopers in it so, was like, this is this is scary. Like yeah, we're at a mm-hmm. scary point, you yeah. know. And I just I love. I was a little I was a little like, does it need to be a Qui Gon moment before the show even happened? Do we need a Qui Gon moment? Um, but yes, I think we do now, and yeah, I, I, I really show- hope we see it. I think that this show in particular, having watched it now, set that up. Like, I feel yes. like we didn't necessarily need it. We just wanted it before. We need it now because he's been trying to reach out to him. And I'm with Barrett. I think that the first time we hear him, it's going to be more of like a prep for the fight. And I mm-hmm. think we might hear him during the fight. But yeah. I also wouldn't be surprised if we hear him more after the fight, like a before yes. and after. Mm-hmm. I think we'll hear him once. And I do think we'll see him in force ghost yes. form. Oh, like a little, do you think, do you think we'll get a little whisper? Like Ray got from Obi-Wan. These are you remember the steps? You remember that? <laughs> we'll get a little whisper. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe now, what, final question. Maybe allude to Obi-Wan um, uh, being related to you and then do nothing with it really quick before your final question. Just <laughs> moments that I want to just shout out. Um, there was the Leia, uh, Rava's trying to read Leia and she's like, is this a staring contest? Fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Um, uh, there was something else. Uh, yeah. Rava carrying herself around, uh, Leia time to make those tears real. What a great quote. Um, mm. where was it? There was, um, let's see, uh, just shouting out to Tala and like how she bullshit her way into the, into the, uh, Inquisitorious uh, Fortress was, was it was great. like a mobile game ad because the, she's like she's like trying to bullshit like a it was like level one bullshitting an officer <laughs> level fifty bullshitting the Grand Inquisitor yeah, yeah. I mean? <laughs> um the pose that Obi Wan does the first time like he's uh, brings out the lightsaber and he does the little like flip that's like, yeah. a classic mm-hmm. Obi thing to do that I absolutely loved um uh, Leia hiding in plain sight in Obi's like big cloak thing at the end fucking hilarious uh the vader scene because we didn't really talk about it awesome just the yeah. way that she knows that like areva like they understand that like this did not go our way and you immediately hear his breathing and he is coming in hot like i don't know if we've ever seen vader walk at this pace before but it was like a holy shit this is scary and the way he you were warned what your he, failure would bring it's like oh shit another fantastic quote just uh, uh, uh fucking fantastic and just i i love the the way that she's still bargaining of the i let him go i did it on purpose kind of thing and like i agree with you tim i didn't love that it was a a tracker i was hoping that it was more of like a she's lying about the tracker and she's just gonna try to make it up from here that was i thought that would have been more interesting but you know two for a second sorry what you said I said I thought that too for a second. Yeah, and and I thought it because – and this is an interesting thing that I I hope that they kind of get somewhere interesting with her character. I like that so far they presented her as uh, this like compulsive liar. Like every scene we've seen her in, like that she's the main person like with a monologue, she's lying. Like she lied to Vader about how the Grand Inquisitor dies. She lied She's doing it to survive. It's a survival skill for her. She lied that Obi-Wan is uh, was killed. And mm-hmm. here she is. I thought she was going to be lying about the tracker device. So that's why when it was revealed that it was on Lola, I was like, yeah, oh, I was this, like lame. Kind of, I don't really vibe with. But the, the question to, to go around the table to end the show here. Yeah. Do we oh, get. Can I, say, can I say one thing? I just wait yes. for t- I'm waiting for two things. I'm waiting for go. two things to happen. Go. I'm waiting for, uh, uh, well, actually, the biggest one, I'm waiting for, uh, for this show to end with Leia refusing Jedi training. I'm waiting. I'm waiting because she is clearly force sensitive. Things are happening. Obi-Wan is starting to notice it. I want to see little Leia maybe do a little force something and then refuse training because she's decided that or because either her parents or she decides that she would be better used elsewhere. 
Um, that is my big thing, and I'm waiting for it because even the Inquisitor can't read her brain, and I'm just waiting for people to realize. I'm waiting for people to realize. I feel uh, like they can't do it. She, yeah. Leia can't be aware that she has it until way but, later. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, who knows what? T- who knows when she figured it out? Yeah. And maybe they do keep it from her. Maybe it's a maybe it's a discussion between Bale and and you know. Okay. Obi- yes. Obi- Wan, that that would like, work for me. That would thing, to me is like it's. I feel like an Empire when she like felt that uh, Luke needed help or whatever. Like yeah. that she still didn't know was the Force. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's like you got to stay within that canon at least a, a That's bit. True. Uh, what's your second thing? I forget. Now go ahead with your question. The question is: We're getting a rematch between Vader and Obi Wan. It's all but confirmed hmm. is it on mustafar or is it somewhere else oh I, I think it has to be hold on i need to reconfirm something really quick i need to Man. go to the i need to go to disneyplus.com i needed to work and load uh quick enough i need because sure. there was to... concept art that looked like them oh see i'm thinking of let's go to the obi-wan show potentially see i mean it would make i mean i would love that as a bookend the, and i don't really the but did they bookend that they have, enough with the dragging obi-wan through the fire mm-hmm. the banner that they have at least is vader with his uh lightsaber on facing obi-wan it does look a little bit closer to the planet that they fought on in episode three but it's daytime there is here's what I'm gonna say. I, there is that artwork that we still haven't seen. Mm. That that promotional photo we have not heard. Anakin Skywalker's voice. We have not seen Anakin Skywalker fight Obi Wan, and we've seen that we've seen that promotional art and photo where the top of the helmet is off. Mm-hmm. I do believe there is a fight on Mustafar, and I think. And I think it's between Anakin and Obi-Wan. I don't think he's wearing the Vader helmet. I I, I would agree with that, especially because they've set up like they're in the Mustafar system and stuff like that. Like they're 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 around. They're close. Um, yeah. And it's going to have to end in a way where I, I, Vader is no longer hunting him. Right. Yeah. Because at, at least going to be interesting. That's going to yeah. be interesting. How do you because figure that's that out? Because that's. You know, something in A New Hope where they, you know, Vader is almost surprised to feel Obi-Wan. There's the implication when he's talking to uh, Tarkin of, like, mm-hmm. he's been dead for years and stuff like that. Like, uh, there's – but again, you know, uh, in the original context of that movie, it sounded like Leia didn't even know who Obi-Wan was, really, uh, 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 um, except through her dad and her dad telling her stories. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. They're going to have to play loosey-goosey with it, maybe. Um It'll be let's it'll get be Lucy, baby. Yeah, let's let's have some fun. I'd let like it know. to be Lucy and Goosey. Let us know in the comments below what you thought about <laughs> episode four of Obi Wan. We will hopefully return next week with the entire squad. But until then, Carboni, where can people find you? Oh, my stars and garters. Thanks for asking, Tim. Uh, you can find me on, everywhere on the internet at a Carboni, except for uh, on Twitch where I'm at Anthony Carboni. Uh, and uh, yeah, you'll find out from there where else I am. Hell yeah! Love you all. Goodbye. <laughs>